This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. All right, it's Jerry Mason, and we're here for another Law Talk. Now, this one is pre-recorded, so I always appreciate you guys' comments, but just remember I can't immediately respond because it's uh, in the past. As always, you can like, follow, and subscribe to our content. We're on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to go, you can find us, LinkedIn even. Uh, you can see Josh doing the dances on the TikToks. A lot of fun. <clears throat> N.A. The Band is a local band. Those guys have an album called Inside My Head. It's available for free. It's on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to music. It would really help those guys out if you would download the album. It's free. Like it and share it. We want to thank Michelle Allen. She's the, the local Cry Like Realtor, and she's been a longtime sponsor of our show. If you need to buy, sell, rent, lease real estate, she'd be glad to help you, whether it's local or afar. Uh, and then Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. I have had that business since 1993, so 30 years in business. And we just opened a second location in Millington, Tennessee. Just visit Masonite Marketing. I'm sorry, that's Josh. <laughs> MasonMartialArts.com, and you can get more information. Still go to the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is another one of my businesses. is located off the square in Covington, and we're opening a second location in Somerville, hopefully the beginning of October. You can visit CellarTN.com. Open every day at 4 p.m. Trivia on Tuesdays, live music Friday, Saturdays, lots of fun. And last but not least, if you need any online presence help, your website, brand design, uh, commercials, Masonite Marketing, Josh will be glad to help you. Just check him out. So with that said, I'm excited about our guest today because he seems to have a similar passion to me. It's Mr. Martheus Wade. How you doing, sir? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good so good. far. So good. far, so good. It's hot. Yeah, it is no. a little warm, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, yeah. I appreciate you taking time to come talk to us. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I, last, I was supposed to be here before, and some things came up. I was sick, and and I just was not. I was not feeling good. I had my son gave me the stomach bug. So. I don't know. Well, I would rather yeah. you not been here then. Yeah, no, yeah. You don't want to get that. That's yeah. that's not some good stuff. Man. Yeah, so we were just talking about before we started that we have a mutual friend, Sarah and Dylan, mm -hmm. and uh, I was talking about how today I saw she posted some photos where she sort of cosplayed a character from one of your comic books. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell me about, tell us, just tell everybody who you are, what you do, um, and obviously I'm interested in the comic books, so. Well, I'm, I'm a, um, my name is Martheus Wade, I do comic books and illustrations. Um, I work for uh, Memphis Redbirds for a time. Um, and a couple of different companies around, you know, the Memphis area. Uh, but mostly right now, I'm doing my own comic book. I got my own comic book publishing company called Mall Productions. Um, we came out with Shinobi Ninja Princess, which landed at Scholastic for, for a time. And we do uh, Jetta Tales of the Toshigawa, which is a um, like an older version of Shinobi Ninja Princess. Um, uh, we're also working, me and my son are working on uh, a book called Iron Ninja 5. It's a manga-inspired book that's coming out hopefully next year. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, uh, I also also have um, my own um, graphic design company. So mm -hmm. for the Redbirds, I did a lot of, um, you know, graphic design. I did their video boards and their advertising and stuff like that, some brand identity um, all of the jersey designs at the time um, and, and things like that. So um, uh, I kind of took that, you know, during COVID, you know, they closed sports down. So I took that and kind of built my own business. Uh, so I do brand identity, graphic design, and advertising for businesses and stuff like that. And I also, I didn't know this, I didn't know you did this, but I also um, practice martial arts. Yeah, well, I was just, I was mm -hmm. going to ask about that because all your comic books seem to have a martial art element. Yeah, yeah. So, so what system and where do you, where you train? Um, I, I used to train, I got my second degree black belt under Jeff Mullen. Okay. Um, I know uh, Jeff real well. Yeah, Mid-South Karate. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then he left, he's in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, well, he was in England for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so he left and now it's, you know, pretty much me training, Cause I started, I moved away from Shotokan karate, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, started doing more kickboxing and Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just, just kind of blend all those together mm -hmm. and still just work out on my own. 
um, mostly for self-defense. Well, so we just opened a business in Millington. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, in my second martial arts school locations. It, I had one here since 93. Mm-hmm. Now, it was my instructor's, and then I bought it in 2000. So I've had oh, cool. it since okay. 2000. Yeah. And so we've been real successful. And I did... My base system was Taekwondo, mm-hmm. which is similar. Shotokan kicks mm-hmm. are very similar. Mm-hmm. But then I evolved into – I got on the U.S. Taekwondo team and went mm-hmm. all over the world. I went to North Korea even doing oh, really? Taekwondo. Really? Yeah, cool. I was like top level you could be doing the Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. And then I had a wrestler come in when I was – I was like number one in the world in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. But this wrestler comes in, and I knew no grappling. And oh, this wow. was okay. like mid-'90s before it really triggered to where UFC, right. Jiu-Jitsu's big. right. Anyway, this wrestler was like, this is back, people would challenge you. So mm-hmm. dude comes in, like, challenging me. I'm like, I'm number one in the world, man. I ain't worried yeah. about you. Yeah. I kick, and he shot in and took me down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to do. Right, right. So I started doing jujitsu, and uh, uh, I never trained directly with Jeff, but I trained with people that he had trained with and done. Mm-hmm. I, I trained with uh, Chad Chilcutt mm-hmm. uh, at one point, Chad. a little bit, and then Dave Ferguson the most. Dave, yeah, yeah. Dave's Dave, school yeah. was very jujitsu heavy, mm-hmm. and that's where I, and, then, and I did various other folks. But anyway, I ended up doing uh, some kickboxing fights and some MMA fights and then mm-hmm. did pro fights mm-hmm. and then uh, didn't sort of focused back on the taekwondo stuff. But the system that I do is sort of a hybrid. It has elements of even the, the form, the kata, mm-hmm. have elements of MMA in them. Like oh, there's sweet. one where people shoot, you sprawl, you elbow, you mm-hmm. knee them. Like it's got uh, – it's, it's a mixed bag. And then it also has traditional stuff. So it's – Anyway, I'd love That's to have cool. you come yeah, in. Yeah, man. I'm, and we I'm would come out check We would honor out. your belt. I mean, you could come in, and, and Jeff's a legit dude. So yeah, if you got a second yeah. degree, you just come see what you think. Yeah, man. But, I would love to come out there and check sure. it out, man. Because um, that's that's one of the things I do miss about Jeff being here is that I always had somebody to bounce things off of. Sure. And Jeff was like – Jeff, he still is. Like, I, I text him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. He's still really good at, you know, hey uh, – he was he was kind of upset with me because he was like, "Oh, you're supposed to." He got that girl. You're supposed to come out to L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, to uh, Las Vegas and take your your third degree test. And I was mm-hmm. like, "I yeah, but that's a trip that I don't have the money for." <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, man. Um, I'd love to come. Out. I'd love to come out and just. Cool. just well, we can talk about that later. Out. But yeah. I, I, you get that's another passion of mine that I'll get to rant about. Yeah, I'm, yeah. All, I'm all about it. Yeah, I, my, I love it, man. My my position on martial arts has shifted too. Used to, I was about all the fighting stuff. Mm-hmm. But as I'm 44, mm-hmm. and so as I've gotten older, it's become more about can I stand up and my knees not hurt? Mm-hmm. You know, am I still mobile? Right. You know, right. I, I, up till so I did. Uh, I used to be doing the splits and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and I I jumped into the splits on the stage over here. At the Ruffin Theater in Gold Speedos, mm. uh, I have to tell you why. But anyway, I did, and I ended up my foot got hung as I was landing, and I, I pivoted and shot my leg out, and it uh-huh. tore my hamstring off the bone. Wow! So October last year, I tore my hamstring on the left leg off the bone, and then in the rehab, I tore the Achilles tendon on the same leg. Oh my gosh! So yeah. I'm still sort of rehabbing that stuff. Mm-hmm. But my point is that wasn't because of being old it was just it was a freak accident Mm -hmm. but i'm still i think in better shape and able to move better because i do martial arts but it makes you rethink how you got to move and stuff because i'm i'm Mm -hmm. 48 yeah so like it makes me i i used to like i used to take taekwondo um as well when i was younger Mm -hmm. um before i met jeff Mm -hmm. so um i used to train at um uh it was it was um uh was it Taekwondo University now? Kim Kim's Academy. No, no. it wasn't Kim. It was uh, man. What is the guy's name, man? I I can't remember his name now. But he he started this. He started Taekwondo University. It was like a it was like a whole big circuit in yeah. in Memphis. And I used to before it was Taekwondo University. It was just his name, and I can't remember what it was. But I took it from him. Um, and so I was really limber and I was used to doing like a lot of jump spin kicks and stuff like that, especially in tournaments, mm-hmm. tournaments at the time, like point tournaments and mm-hmm. stuff, jump spin kicks and stuff like that. And then, you know, now it's like, especially after I started doing kickboxing, it was like, like being more, a little bit more grounded, not mm-hmm. being so aerial and, and flashy. Yeah. And then going into just, you know, especially now where I'm at, where I am now, keeping the wind up, mm-hmm. keeping things, you know, limber. Um, like I broke my foot and stuff like that, and you know, trying to be able to be aware mm-hmm. of that injury uh, and stuff, and how to train around it, man. It's yeah. it's complete. Getting older, man. I I hate it. But well, there's plus and, there's pluses and minuses. <laughs> yeah, I try to find the silver lining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it does make me more a little bit more cautious. I will say though that the things there's a whole bunch of things now 
that I do and practice that I would never have practiced back then, but now would have been, it's, it's, a, it, I should have done it back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, just, just not depending so hard on, on just arm strength and using mm-hmm. your whole body and stuff like that as opposed, you know, and it, and it doesn't take you, people are like, like, Oh man, it's, it takes you so much more wind to throw your punch and, and be able to, um, um, uh, with your body and it's like no it takes more wind to sling your arm out there for no apparent reason and mm-hmm. you know just slap the punch out you know so you know little things like that man i i do appreciate you yeah know? well so our my taekwondo system i say taekwondo it was really like sport karate style though mm-hmm. we didn't do the olympic sparring you didn't no no it's i have done it but mm-hmm. it wasn't through the system i was in most of what we did is very similar to what you did mm-hmm. it was a sport karate yeah. i even competed at a couple of uh uh Back in the 90s, Jeff was having a regular, like, Memphis karate tournament, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. competed in a couple of those. Yeah. But our tournaments, we had a closed circuit, and then you had the open circuit, mm-hmm. and ours was, was point sparring. That's yeah. really what yeah. you were doing. So yeah. I'm very familiar with what you did. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, we can talk about that later. I, yeah. I, 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 obviously, I'm passionate about it. <laughs> so my, my whole brand and everything is all the martial arts. Yeah. But I'm also passionate about comic books. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned yeah. that to you. Yeah. So I assume you are, too. Yeah, man. Is that how you got into the yeah. doing them? Yeah. I um I was always into you know, anime and manga, mm-hmm. um Japanese Japanese um, um comics and stuff like that. Man, I and you know I've always I didn't know when I was little that like Speed Racer and all that kind of stuff, even Voltron and all that kind yeah. of stuff was the same. Mm-hmm. It came from the same genre. I thought that like back in the day when I was little, Voltron. Now the animation was different, but I was like, oh, it's still all the kind of the same thing as like Hanna Barbera and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I just knew that. You know, this type of stuff, the look and feel of it was what I gravitated a little bit more towards, except for, you know, other than the Hanna-Barbera stuff, you know. Um, and uh, that caused me to be able to be be like, oh, man, I want to do my own story. So I started writing my own stories when I was really young, and then that broke into finding comics. Like, I found comics through that stuff, hmm. you know. Um, a lot of people, it's the other way around. Like, I, I really didn't get into, um, like, I found, like, Voltron and, and stuff like that first. And then I went to, uh, you know, I, I noticed, like, Teen Titans from that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I really like Teen Titans. The reason why I like Teen Titans was because of George Perez's artwork. Okay. And it mimicked his, his detail style kind of in the way he drew Robin, mm-hmm. especially Robin um, and, and, and Cyborg. It kind of, to me, in my head, mimicked what I saw in anime, hmm. you know. So I was kind of like, I, I, that. that's how I kind of got into that. And then I fell in love with comics <laughs> going that way, you know. George Perez, your favorite artist? Yeah. my yeah. wife. He's my wife's favorite. Cause yeah. Because of, of his Wonder Woman run. That yeah, man. Yeah. That Wonder Woman run was so good. Like, um, him and that was the time they were revamping all of their stuff yeah yeah and that was really cool like i like they revamped they started with man of steel and they did batman and they did wonder woman that george perez wonder woman run i used to love it i collected every issue of that yeah he passed away was it this year mm-hmm. yeah 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 it was, yeah. It was just mm-hmm. this year sucked man yeah it does suck so well my favorite's alex ross yeah man i love alex ross <laughs> but part of the reason was i really liked his uh oh was it justice where he had the old superman uh, you know the you know what mm-hmm, I'm talking about. I've mm-hmm. got it. I'll show you in a minute. In my office. I've got. I've even got the statue of it. Oh really? But I liked it because I started getting gray headed yeah. the same, same way, and I was like, okay. It's a Kingdom Come Superman. Kingdom Come. Yes. That's what it was. Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come Superman. Yeah, yeah. I love. I yeah. love that story. That story was really good, man. And it it mm-hmm. spoke to that that whole image rise of comics, and people mm-hmm. were kind of like, oh, Superman's boring. You know what I mean? Well, still. So I've had I've had several comic book people on here, which has been a blessing, mm-hmm. and I always have this discussion with them. Um, and you, you, I, you may or may not feel this way about him, but like one of the guy had Jeffrey Nodelman on, who was an animator for Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, real, cool. real big, yeah, he's got yeah. a cool pedigree. He was also one of the animators for Doug. He was mm-hmm. the lead animator for oh, Doug. Wow, wow. So anyway, he was he's a buddy of mine because he also does martial arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an organization. And he doesn't. He says Superman is the most boring superhero. He oh, said he's man. the most boring because he's just so powerful. You know. And I'm like, that's what makes him interesting, yeah. Because he doesn't go killing everybody, right? You know? Right. The restraint, yeah. But, but I, I, you don't have to comment on Superman. But other than the Titans, mm-hmm. who was like, who were like your top comic books that you really enjoyed? Uh, Titans. I love Batman. Um, uh, 
I did actually get into Superman. Mm-hmm. I love Wonder Woman. I was all. I'm still a, a DC fan. Okay, like, me too. Like the, so the I, re- I relate with that. Yeah, <laughs> my um my my segue into comics for on the Marvel side was always X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was when um, it was uh, when John Byrne was on X Men. Mm-hmm. So his run of X Men kind of got me introduced through that world. And then, you know, more so from there, I gravitated towards Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but I never really ventured deep into the well until recently. Um, I say recently, to like probably like college or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, uh, with Marvel. I always stayed with the DC. Um, and it's just because, you know, uh, it's because of that first run, man, mm-hmm. on like that Wonder Woman, Teen Titans run, you know, um, and... and um, that early, early revamp of Superman mm-hmm. because I did, I did kind of like, like you know, the the pre-crisis Superman. Yeah. Um, but I did not. It was it was something about the stories being so. Um, they used to have a lot of sci-fi stories, like yeah. a really a lot of sci-fi mm-hmm. stories in in Superman. Like he was um, <coughs> dealing with Bizarro and Mitsopitalik and all that kind of stuff and. And that was cool, but it was really one of those things where it kind of felt a little wacky, a little bit more wacky than the grounded stuff. And then when they came back in with Man of Steel and they kind of grounded Superman in a way that most of his stuff was earthbound Mm -hmm. unless something happened that takes him out of space or something like that or he was introduced, that was like a good jumping point point for me Mm -hmm. to kind of go forward with the character. So ever since then, I've been a Superman fan. Um, but before then, I was like Batman. Yeah. So the have you ever read like the fifties and sixties Superman? A little I bit, not a lot. You know, well, I they're got real. Some of them. They're real, like kiddish, yeah. childish. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then the focus is Superman, and I felt like post crisis, it was more a Clark Kent. Yeah. You know, he was Clark Kent versus right. before he's Kal El right. Superman. And uh, I, that's honestly what, other than the connection with my dad, I was just telling the last ladies that we had here. That uh, one of my goals. So here, this is the Covington, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're living in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. So Covington has a little town square up here. You probably come around. Yeah, I came parking. around it. Yeah. So on the square, there used to be a, a drugstore, and in the '50s, my dad would sit out there and sell pot uh, potholders he would make for fifty for ten cents. Oh, really? And he would take the ten cents and go in there on the comic book rack and buy a Superman comic yeah. book. So when I was in the 80s coming mm-hmm. out of school, I would go in there, same rack, and buy a comic book. So yeah. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm opening another business up here that's a book and record store, and I'm going to put a comic book rack in there so my kids can come oh, yeah, buy yeah. comic books yeah. off of it. But uh, but anyway, my, my point was, in addition to that connection, I was a super nerd as a kid, mm-hmm. and I loved the idea of this nerd, Clark Kent, having this hidden power, you mm-hmm. know, being powerful. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that I identified with, with Superman and really mm-hmm. liked. Now that I'm a bigger guy and have done all the martial arts stuff, I think people think I think I'm Superman. It's that <laughs> I identify with Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, I just like I like that story. I think, and I really think the real story of Superman is the Clark Kent story. Like yeah. you, 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 you have to be able to tell that Clark Kent story um, because that's what makes him more more human. You know, what do you think about uh, Henry Cavill or Cavill or however he says it? The I, switch up, man. I I I was I will tell you the truth. I think that I love. Okay, I'm on. A, I'm I'm. I hate being on this fence, but I loved Man of Steel when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. Um, I like Henry Cavill as Superman, and the reason why is because in a modern day Superman. That's kind of who he would be trying to be able to find his way. He wants to be a hum- human, but he's been bombarded at a late age, not an early age like we're used to. Because usually Superman, by the time he's, you know, Clark Clark's age in Man of Steel, he already knows who he is. And mm. he's kind of either hiding it or going on. But in Man of Steel, he really didn't really know until he was, like, in in school school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, you know, and you know, and today being able to say, hey, and being as a father, being a little bit more the father, being a little bit more protective of his son and stuff like that. So I understood that. But at the same time, I do understand where people do want to be able to see that more optimistic Christopher Reeve Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he was 
getting there at the end of that movie, and that movie was a setup movie, and I was excited to see him go the mm-hmm. direction of where he was going. You know what I mean? Um, but and I'm sad, sad to know that he never will have that opportunity to be that Superman. Like mm-hmm. that, I think that's the thing. It's like um, I'm, I, I, I really he looked the part. Mm-hmm freaking looked like superman i was like wow that's that dude looks awesome Mm -hmm. um when he came back in um superman versus batman superman you know dawn of justice he really looked like superman you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um i just i do wish that he had the opportunity to be that optimistic superman that everybody kind of wanted him to be Mm -hmm. and you know so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, so I, I uh, my favorite is obviously Christopher Reeve. Part of it's probably age. Mm-hmm. That's who I grew up with. But you know, one of my favorite um, iterations is Smallville. Mm-hmm. The first few seasons of Smallville, mm-hmm. I thought were awesome. Yeah, uh, really enjoyed Tom Welling playing Superman. But, mm-hmm. but but I digress on Superman. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about your comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, like, what's your of, of the ones you have in the line? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many? Well, how many do you have total in the line through the company? Right now, we have 10 issues of Shinobi Ninja Princess, and we relaunched Jetta Tales of Toshigawa, and we are on issue five of that. And so how do people find you, get them, like, where would we go for that? Um, comic book stores, if locally mostly. Mm-hmm. There are some comic book stores like in Texas and California and some in New York that have our books. Mm-hmm. Um, Shinobi Ninja Princess is a little bit more... Uh, it was a little bit more frequently put out because um, it was it was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I know the hardcover. And, and I'm sorry, I don't mean. No, that's I'm cool. just curious how it works. Yeah. So did you publish that, and then they picked, or was it picked up by one of the? It was what it was. It was like which we were published through Action Lab, mm-hmm. and then uh, Scholastic was like. Oh, we like that book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they picked it up from Action Lab. So it's kind of like it was a co-branded co, uh, So when situation. they pick it up, do they then push it out? Or is it mm-hmm. like people look at the Diamond catalog and can pre-order they, it because of that? They pushed it out. It, right. was, it was a completely different book that they were like, you know, we were – you know, it was in the school systems mm-hmm. and in the libraries and stuff like that. And oh, so, so when you say scholastic, you mean like book fairs? Book fairs, yeah. I got you. Okay. So, so, so they went to all of the schools that's in the cool. U.S. You know, or where they have book fairs and stuff, and kids were picking them up from there. And that's that was where our our book of Shinobi Ninja Princess readers were kids, and that was what we meant it to be because mm-hmm. we wanted it to be uh, like a Saturday morning cartoon type of thing or Saturday morning anime. You know. Um, so what's the what's sort of the backstory on the Shinobi? It, it kind of says it in the title. Shinobi yeah, yeah. Princess, well, well <laughs> I mean, she. It's about this girl. Her name is Shiandria Toshigawa, and she is the uh, like the prodigal uh, or or not prodigal, but she's like the the the. I, I hate to say chosen one, but she is like the one that is supposed to be like the the most powerful out of their clan, right? The Toshigawa Ninja Clan. And she is supposed to lead the clan eventually. She's 14 in Shinobi Ninja Princess. She's supposed to eventually lead the clan against her father, who has kind of taken over Japan. Her father was a former ninja, but he's, like, super powerful as well. Um, is this is this date, is it a... Uh, is, is it take place now or is it take futuristic? Place? Okay, it's future. It's futuristic, but e- but the settings are are um, you know you may see like you know mecha in the background or robots or something like that, like to do trash or something like that in the background. But it's all like set in today because I just feel like you know we should be in Back to the Future land right now. You know what I, I mean? I agree. I think, flying cars, I think our generation is all disappointed. Right. I'm super disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I think that design will change. Technology will happen, but we won't be doing those, like, jetpacks and stuff in the near future. Just, we, You don't want me to have a jetpack. I'll fly right into the side of a building. You know what I mean? Something like that. So, you know what I mean? Like, So I try to keep it fairly grounded. Um, as far as like the technology, but but it is the future. Okay, and she will. Um, she she's supposed to uh, uh, defeat her father, kind of like take back Japan, free it essentially. 
Um, but the whole point of Shinobi Ninja Princess, the story is that it's following her training journey and the fact that she wants to just kind of hang out with her friends, train with her friends, and, you know, kind of live a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, so if those 10 issues about that, then you jump forward uh, in time, and now Shiandria is 20-something um, in Jetta Tales of Toshigawa, and she's moving to America. So she, things have gotten way too too complicated and tight and hot for her in Japan. Like, it's just too um, it's too crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the clan elders say, okay, look, you need to continue your training. You're not ready yet, but you can't do it here anymore because you're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. So you need to go to America. So they, you know, it's three of them. Um, Shiandria, um, her sword sister Tura, and Tura's father, who is their master, uh, Gaudium. And they leave and they move to actually Miami with another section of the Toshigawa clan called the Mawade clan. So they, they, they kind of stay there and train and stuff like that. And it's the, you know, her father trying to find her. She's trying to keep away, but also at the same time being in the streets of Miami, you know, what happens when you now in America mm-hmm. and you've got your own friends, you know, you've got friends that don't understand anything about this ninja stuff, but at the same time, you got ninjas that are jumping across, you know, buildings after you and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of infusing in both the books, it's infusing that manga and anime language, that world, that type of look and feel with American um sensibilities audience and and um with the uh, an american setting mm-hmm. later on cool yeah cool. yeah well you know if i get this book and record store open i, my, I wasn't planning on uh, having uh, individual books for sale because mm-hmm. i'm just not going to do the whole diamond pre-order things mm-hmm. but uh, it'd be cool to carry some unique books like that in there yeah man. maybe even do a signing i've got yeah i'm, I'd I'm, love to. I'm gonna have i have a b- pretty big cgc collection graded mm-hmm. books like keys and my plan is to have them up for sale, but really more people can come and look at them. Yeah, there. yeah. So I thought that would be cool to have a section with that's a you know heavily heavily motivated by comic books. Yeah, yeah. I got I got um I brought a I brought one for you. Oh, cool. Well, I'll give you mine too. Not that you you want it, but <laughs> I got a copy of it over there. No, man. I'm always like reading comics and stuff like that, man. Just. This was the one. This is the the hardcover. This is the one that's in libraries. Oh, okay, so, cool. So this is what the was produced was distributed by uh, Scholastic. Yeah, I got you. And then um, this one is. This uh, is nice. What is this? What would this cost? Just curious. That is twenty. That like our cost is well, our our selling cost is twenty dollars. Okay. Now, how much it actually? Well, actually you don't have to tell money. me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, man, this is very very good. Appreciate like, it. Man. Not that I didn't expect it to be good. Oh, and he's even got good technique. Oh, th- look, see, look, give me mine, Josh, so I, I can <laughs> I can show you. So look, I had a local guy who's a great artist, uh, yeah. Josh Anderson, do the art. But when he first, uh, if you look at the pictures, there's a few of me kicking in there, and I was like, "Look, man, this ain't gonna work," because it was all jacked up. The technique. So in the places where it's me kicking, he took photos and just create. And you can tell it's kind of different. Like, yeah, right here. There, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The jump front kick one is actually the clear. Yeah, that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was way different, and you can even tell it's just my face where he sort of digitized yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll always look at that in physical action if they're doing the technique right. So I, I respect to, that. I need to send you um, – because I'm working on – can I have this? Yeah, yeah, please, oh, cool. please, please. Oh, you can have this too. Thank you. Well, you don't have to give me these. I, I'm not going to make no, you – No, you're good. I, I you're don't good. mind paying for my stuff uh, for you, but I appreciate it. Yeah. This I'll have is, to get you to sign them. Yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. I um, um, I got to send you a fight scene that I'm working on now. It's It's like – so I broke the I broke the panels up into um, one two three four five six seventy nine panels per page and it's a nine nine page fight so it's cool. it's pretty long yeah. like uh, the whole back end of that book is just all fight scene mm-hmm. and it is going in and just seriously I I you know taking painstaking just shot for shot trying to trying to be able to make this fight scene work between um, this version of her of mm-hmm. Shandria the older version and three other people. Mm-hmm. So and she's fighting three people and she's moving around and stuff. It's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. I got, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to nice. you. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Did you, I'm always curious about this too. I noticed you've got some Japanese stuff mm-hmm. here. Did you have mm-hmm. somebody look at the Japanese to see? I did. I actually did. So, <laughs> or do you speak so, any Japanese? No, not 
just from the karate part of it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and some of the stuff that I researched. Yeah. But I had some people. Um, I had one of my friends who is a you know he speaks it uh, to look at it. And yeah. Just you know just just translate. Yeah, yeah. A so couple I've got. Things, you know? I, so I did more taekwondo. So it's Korean. Mm-hmm. But on my leg, I have a shin tattoo. Mm-hmm. That's my kids' names. And man, oh, cool. I had multiple people double check that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it didn't say stupid American. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. Well, that's cool. You know, that just reminded me because you knew Jeff Mullen back in the day. We might have another mutual friend. Did you know Rampage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he and I actually fought on a card together. Oh, really? When I was, it was like '95 or '6. Is before oh, he, he, was, he got big. Yeah, this he was, was just starting out. Yeah, this was at the New Daisy. Mm-hmm. And even then, though, he came out with like a chain. Yeah. And uh, we're about the same age, and I was a smaller weight division than him. But mm-hmm. I remember saying something about who's a guy with a chain on. Yeah. <laughs> and then fast forward, he won the title with yeah. the UFC. Yeah. And the uh, Jeff and uh, this represented from the UFC. This was in like oh, whenever he won, oh yeah. three or yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they came to me because uh, they wanted me to help write the the rules that were going to mm-hmm. become the law for the state of Tennessee to have legal MMA. Yeah, because yeah. I did, I did, I used to do fight shows too. I used to promote them, kind of like Jeff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Rampage came and did. A, I met him at a, a thing we were doing at, actually at Nash in Nashville. Uh, we both spoke at the House and Senate subcommittee, and then he came and did. We were trying to do fundraising. He did a dinner and showed up here in town actually, mm-hmm. and we had a dinner with him. He was super cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude, man. I, I brought it up because he speaks Japanese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I um, um, he used to come out in in before. Well, before he left, he used to train train. You know, with Jeff yeah. and stuff, and and I sparred with him a few times, which wasn't fun. Knock him out. It, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was like super small at the time, man. Uh, but um, um, he uh he would come back and forth, you know, especially when he was in town and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and hang out and watch us train and, and stuff like that and talk. And, man, he was always really cool. Um, but I fought on some of those cards as well okay. at the New Daisy. Okay. Well, we um, might have run across each other and not even realize Probably. It. Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, because I, I fought, but I didn't do it as much as, like, everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that, you know, uh, like some of those guys, they actually went on to, to mm-hmm. be in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, um, Danny Abadi, he mm-hmm. was on. Yeah, so Danny and I yeah. were on the same Taekwondo team together. Oh, really? Okay. So okay. Danny and I trained together for years. Okay. We even went to Korea together one time. Oh, I got really? A, okay. I, Sweet. I got a really interesting story I'll tell you off the air. Yeah. It sounds like a joke because it's me, Danny, who's uh, Islamic, uh, Arab uh-huh. descent, uh-huh. and Tony Franklin was one of my best friends who. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not, I was talking to it. Anyway, uh, the three of us, Tony Franklin was this black dude that I was buddies with who, uh-huh. who had beat me for world champion. Uh-huh. And the three of us walked into this bar. Uh-huh. And it sounds like a, a joke, but I'll, I'll tell you about it. But yeah, no, man, Danny and me were super tight. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, yeah Dan, Danny, but all those dudes, they knew that they were going to go on to, mm-hmm. to fight. And I knew that mine, where I loved, I love martial arts and I love sparring and being competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, um, mine was more for like I want to be able to defend myself, mm-hmm. and I knew that I wanted to be an artist. Like you know, you can't do, Mm-mm. you can't, you can't cut hairs. Yeah. You, you know, you either got to be able to, you know, devote all your time to training and going that way, or you devote your time to art. And I knew I was going to eventually have that kind of split. Well, I always said that because I I did fight on those cards, and then I ended up doing some professional fights mm-hmm. too. After that, and I was on the fence on the whole. I actually got an offer one time early on to do like a UFC fight, mm-hmm. but my fear was I was smart enough to know there are two kinds of guys. You got in order to be a, in my opinion, a very successful professional fighter. Mm-hmm. You have to be smart, mm-hmm. like you have to be smart and have the physical skill, but you mm-hmm. got to be super tough. Yeah, you got to be when you get hit, you got to be like the Hulk, and it makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. I was real smart, and mm-hmm. I had good physical skill, but mm-hmm. I wasn't tough, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't like getting hit. Right. You know, like if you hit me and it hurt, I was trying to figure out a way to get out. Right. So right. I just realized that, look, these guys, like some of them like it, and mm-hmm. that was that tough element I just didn't really have. Right, right. I could, I could, over, I could, I won all my fights, but mm-hmm. it was because they just didn't have the skill I had. Right. Uh, but it wasn't, if I'd had a guy who had similar skill and was tough, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'd taken a butt right. weapon. Yeah. Like so. I, I used to like, I, I liked having uh tough fights mm-hmm. we used to have tough and just we used to have tough sparring oh, yeah sessions, man y'all man. had that back then y'all was the team yeah yeah we had tough team mid-south team mid-south yeah, i yeah. was i was i was more considered like a 
trainer. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't like a a part a part of the team team because I didn't go around to, to to do the circuit. So yeah. I was like one. I was doing graphic design. Mm-hmm. You, you had know? Matt, the Warhammer. Yeah, Hamill, yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, it was Tony. Um, I forgot what Tony's last. Uh, I forgot what Tony's last name was. Uh, Danny was on the team. Um, yeah, I could. Brian Wells was on the team. There was, a, and then several of them did go on to either to Bellator or yeah, UFC or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, man, like like like. And not, like I used to like having tough sparring sessions, tough fights, and stuff like that, because I felt like that I grew. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that you know I can't be laid up on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't be laid up on you know for a week after that. You know what I mean? I can't show up talking to a client with a black eye. Yeah, no. So see, at the time you know? I was a cop. Yeah, yeah. I had a martial arts school, but I was a cop twelve years. Mm-hmm. And in my twenties, as I was a cop, I couldn't show up to work beat up. Right. So it's a similar thing of which which way you gonna pick. Which way and you I had go. I had kids. Yeah. So th- I had to do what was gonna feed the family. Right. And right. I couldn't risk the. I did do the two pro fights honestly because I needed the money. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I. And they weren't making money back in the day. Oh no, it no, was so, not the money today. So mine, you know? the ones that I did, the way I made money is I just like now. I was good at running my mouth to get people in the door. Mm-hmm. It whether they wanted to see me lose or not, I didn't care. <laughs> you were buying a ticket. <laughs> So I was getting a cut of the tickets. Okay. And so on the the two that I did, that I, the, I think I got paid the first one, I think I got paid 500 if I won and 300 to show basically. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, but I made some on the tickets. Mm-hmm. The second one was like 800, I think, but I ended up making more cuz I got more on the tickets mm-hmm. on the second one cuz yeah. I had showed on the first one that I generated, you know, people. Yeah, buzz and money and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it I mean it still is it worth going and maybe getting your head bashed right, in? <laughs> right. I remember. I remember one time we were sparring. Um, no, I take that back. It was my second degree black belt test, and the end was like a two two hour sparring session. Dang. So you know we sparred each other, mm-hmm. everybody that was there, and then we sparred like guests. Mm-hmm. So we had we sparred like uh, some of the MMA guys that mm-hmm. kind of came in, and then we had like a straight grappling session mm-hmm. afterwards. I mean, I was so tired and blown out, man, that I didn't like. I missed, I missed like two days of work afterward because yeah. that was on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Monday, I was like, I thought I was gonna be fine. And Monday, I was like, man, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm yeah. so tired. So I didn't. I called in. And Tuesday, um, I called in half a day. You know, what I mean, and the only reason why I went in at the end of the day was because I still had a client meeting. Mm-hmm. But like, had I had bruises and all that kind of stuff from the client meeting, I would have had to call out then too. You know, and that's that's. That's guaranteed mm-hmm. money talking to the client. So it's like you just had to be able to well, and for figure most, out. Most people, too, the, real, the reality is even if you're elite, there's a small window. Right. So you got to have something yeah. to do after the fact. Yeah. And I hate seeing I, – I follow like I followed it for years. I, I don't watch any other sports. I'm big on kickboxing, MMA. I even watch collegiate wrestling, mm-hmm. anything combat sports oriented. Mm-hmm. I love all of the grappling fights they have now and all that stuff. But anyway, if you look like, say, 15 years ago, some of the guys at the top echelon, and you try to see where they are now, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are some of them, yeah, they, just doing mundane jobs right? because they spent their prime years getting right, punched in the face. Right, man. And that's that's like, oh, man, you just got to have a plan. You got to have mm-hmm. a plan. I didn't have a I didn't have a plan for that. You yeah. know what I mean? That's my thing. Well, it sounds like you did well with the plan you had. I, I, I did okay. I'm yeah. doing all right. <laughs> so are you planning on, because it looks like you kind of based both of these on the same character. Mm-hmm. So are you planning on spinoffs in this universe or completely unrelated um, uh, I've got titles? some. Yeah, I've got some spinoffs in the universe um, plan. I got both, really. Um, my son, me and my son are working on a book called Iron Ninja 5. And that is... It's 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 kind of in the universe, but it's not the in in the Iron Ninja Five universe is a comic book mm-hmm. in their universe. So, oh, okay, so, that's yeah. cool. But um, but like um, that's gonna be like a manga series. He's helping me write it. You know, he came you up. Keep with saying the, your son, which I didn't realize you were. I thought you were younger than me. Oh no, no, man, it's a good, it's a good compliment. <laughs> So I was gonna say because you were saying your son and I was yeah. like, was he eight? No. And then uh, that makes sense though because I've yeah. got my I've got four. I got a twenty five year old, a twenty two year old, twenty one year old, and a eighteen uh, year old. Oh really? Yeah. See, I got one and he's fourteen. Nice. You know, but he started me and him started working on this when he was ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his name's Anakin. 
So oh sweet yeah yeah is it because of Star Wars <laughs> yeah yeah okay cool I like it I used to do I used to really be into Star Wars and I uh, yeah used to, I was too yeah, yeah I used to I used to do some you know do some stuff for um uh you know some sketch cards and stuff for Lucasfilm yeah. and stuff cool, I was just really cool. into it but um but uh yeah me and me I, and I did uh, I did Jedi it. Knight seminars I taught them so oh really yeah yeah light. yeah and then yeah. I was Jedi Knight Q Loman was my name oh really really and I had the outfit and the whole deal oh uh, cool uh, I was man all, I yeah. was all about it yeah, yeah. I, like I did. Um, we had Star Wars night at the Redbirds, and I was uh, I was Kylo Ren for the night. So I came out and fought Rocky on the on the um, oh, cool. the field and stuff. And then we filmed a little part afterwards and stuff like that. It was uh, it was really cool, man. We had fun, but but yeah. So we've been working on a uh, on that. It's it's gonna be more manga inspired though, mm-hmm. like way manga inspired. Like even the size of it is a manga. Is it gonna be a backwards read? No, no. I probably won't go that far. Okay. You know what I mean? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be left to right. You know. I, I got an anime question for you. Okay, mm-hmm. and I asked this because two years ago, maybe three years ago, my my she's basically my sister in law, my wife's brother's girlfriend, who they've mm-hmm. been together forever. She's huge anime manga whole whole deal. She got like physically angry at mm-hmm. my mother in law. Because she was watching, it was at their house. It was Christmas this one year, and uh, she was uh, she was watching. Uh, her name's Mary. Mary was watching some anime thing or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It's just never been my thing, but it's cool. There's a lot of people into it, so she's watching it. And she's all into it. And mm-hmm. Gwen, my mother-in-law, goes, um, "Can we turn the cartoon off and watch something else?" She called it a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And, oh man, Mary got angry. Yeah. It was like it's not a cartoon. All right. it's, anime or whatever it was right right and then i was even like i thought it was a cartoon right. too. <laughs> what do you think yeah uh, i i i think that people get the medium the medium is the medium mm-hmm. is a cartoon but the the actual like um like the, genre. the genre of that cartoon is different mm-hmm. and and anime is it is different than the cartoons that she was talking about like like and and a lot of people associate it because they see the the the, the actual animation. And they look at it and be like, "Oh man, yeah, that's that's for kids." Like people like essentially think that when they see something like that, it's a cartoon, and mm-hmm. cartoons are usually means that it's for kids. But most of this anime nowadays is not like yeah, go, no, there's there's a lot. Yeah, that I've seen a few that uh, I even like. So I was a He Man guy, mm-hmm. and I even liked the redo with He Man where it was sort of anime style mm-hmm. that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's super serious nowadays. You know what Attack I mean? On Attack on Titan. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got like Attack on Titan. You got like uh, One Punch Man. You got like um, even like the things that are out there that are for kids, essentially. Like My Hero Academia. It's it's really not. They deal with some really heavy stuff. You mm-hmm. know. Um, well, you know, it kind of makes me think of when Batman the animated series first mm-hmm, came out. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, even when I when it came out, I was probably fourteen or fifteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was like, "Man, this isn't really a cartoon," because yeah. he was like an adult. Yeah. And then, of course, that led to some of those movies that the, the animated movies mm-hmm. they have that mm-hmm. are adult for adults. Yeah, they're for adults. Yeah. Uh, but it was different, and that was sort of a different. It wasn't anime, but it and it, you know it was obviously animated, right? But it was just a different style, yeah. different genre. I yeah. Guess. It was. It. I loved. I loved Batman the animated series. I loved that whole. Um, DC animated universe yeah. that they created, um, you know, Batman animated series, Justice League, Superman, all that kind of. stuff. I, I love that because um, it was so tight knit, mm-hmm. and they were so smart about the writing. Um, but um, and the style, the style of the animation, I really, really liked. But it, you know, to that point, you know, they had that one episode where Batgirl died at the very beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. um, and the whole thing was this nightmarish sequence of the cops coming after Batman and mm-hmm. shooting Robin and shooting Nightwing it was crazy you know so there was a, one of the Batman movies that I watched a year or so ago I forget which one it was but it's got a, a sex scene in it <laughs> like they're on the oh, the, uh, rooftop yeah 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 um, yeah. um uh the Killing Joke. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, the one it was. Yeah, it's The Killing Joke. Because it was it Catwoman? It was it him or was it uh I forget which female it was that he had up there but Yeah. It, it was straight it was, up uh, yeah. and I was like, "Dang." Yeah, it was the Killing Joke. They did that same thing in Batman a Quarter Hours too, mm-hmm. animated series. So, so like, like well, animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um 
was the court. No, it was Batman versus we, Su- ba- ba- Batman versus Robin. That's you what know, it was. if you think about it, though, again, if generationally, if you look at like our parents, mm-hmm. they might have had they had cartoons, but they were Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. There was a certain style, yeah. and it was clear it was for kids. Yeah. And then, but they weren't probably as prevalent. Not everybody had a TV, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s. Fast forward, we were raised in a generation where everybody's got a TV. Everybody yes. watched Saturday morning cartoons. You watched cartoons after school. Yeah. It was a big part of us growing up. Right. And so as we grew up, just like video games still. Like, mm-hmm. I'm 44. I still play Apex Legends, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. almost every night. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Kicking Lawyer. Just look, at, look up Kicking Lawyer's <laughs> my, my player player name. <laughs> anyway. I play Street Fighter. I play Street Fighter. Street Fighter yeah. 6 came out, man. That's, you know, my wife is like, you need to get off it. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Well, so I have to wait till everybody goes to sleep. Yeah. So, because my wife has to watch, like, uh, what's the where they the guys marrying the multiple women? Uh, sister wife. Uh, sister, she watches sister, that. Or oh the Bigfoot God. shows. Yeah, all, yeah. My wife likes all that yeah. stuff. But what I was going to say is that we were raised on that. And because I think because it was such a part of our life, it still is. Mm-hmm. You know, even as an adult, it's mm-hmm. just the, 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 the stuff gets a little more adult. Right. You still enjoy it. Right. It, it, it always will be. You know, I, I think that's. I think I recognize that, you know what I mean, and and that's kind of why I kind of, I you know I I don't you know Anakin he wants to be a zoologist mm-hmm. and I'm for that you yeah. know what I mean I'm not one of those guys that you have to do what I do but yeah. I do want him to have an appreciation for what sure. what we what we you know accomplished yeah I think that's like great that, well it's great he's know? got the talent for it either way yeah and you never know it could always come around yeah I, I got the four kids and I have several businesses and every business is somehow a passion of mine and I had always hoped that one or one or more of them would step up and want to like help take because what's the mm-hmm. point really if you know I'm mm-hmm. not passing it to right. somebody right I don't just do one business. Right. So, uh, but so my my oldest boy Alex, who's in the Navy right mm-hmm. now, he's actually deployed. Was just got back from the Pacific Ocean on an deployment. I'm real proud of him. He's great. Oh, sweet. But he he trained in the Taekwondo school and taught for a little while. Even competed for world champion one year. Mm-hmm. And I think now and then he went and did his own thing. But I talked to him the other night, and I think he was missing doing that. Really. My middle boy Austin actually fought in MMA. He was like oh, really? six seven and did MMA fights. Oh wow, cool. And was pretty decent at it. Uh, and as he got older, he got into music real big. He's mm-hmm. doing great. The mm-hmm. band that I promote on here is his band. Oh okay. But he no interest in any. And I, I had him here as a clerk for a little while. Thought he was going to maybe go to law school. Decided after mm-hmm. doing some internship with me, it wasn't for him. <laughs> yeah. So he's out. My point is, like, I get it yeah. as a dad. You, yeah. You don't want to push them into it, but you're passionate about it. And I think it's more just sharing that passion with Right, them. right. And also, I want to be able to build something. That's why, you know, Mall Productions is here. I want to be able to build something just in case he wants to come back to it. Because mm-hmm. he still has, you know, even though he wants to be a zoologist, like, he's still coming up with ideas for stories. Yeah. And, t- and, and he's writing his own you know, story now that he's talking to me about and stuff and he wants me to be a part of as mm-hmm. well, you know. So I still want him to be able to have that that um, understanding, that knowledge, and know that if he ever wanted to come back to it, it's always available to him, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so um, having him be able to work on, you know, Iron Ninja 5 with me has been awesome, yeah. you know. Um, even though sometimes we don't agree on everything. Like, I... I'm a big. I'm also a big Power Rangers fan. So, there, so, yeah. yeah it, it feels. It feels really. Uh, you, you know, this is kind of like an homage to Power Rangers a little bit. Whereas he's more of a straight, strict. Like he loves anime. Mm-hmm. You know, so that me being able to kind of wrestle a little bit of Super Sentai, you know, away from mm-hmm. his anime. You know what I mean? Sometimes is 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 where the 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 argument comes in. But most of the time, like I said, he. It, it's it's been it's been really fun. So, yeah, yeah, nice. So tell everybody one more time, Martheus, uh, where what is their website they can go to to look at the stuff you guys have, or if they want to contact you for graphic design and such. Yeah. Um. So my my store website for my comic books is different from graphic design uh, stuff. Um. For my graphic design stuff, it's mallproductionsllc.com. Um. And there it has like it shows our samples, what we've done for other other companies and stuff um we've done some stuff for like um you know like like i said the memphis redbirds we've done some stuff for the grizzlies we've done some stuff for uh ampro hair products um the ywca you know um the special olympics you know things like that and it shows all the like the Mm -hmm. corporate things that we're doing um doing there um and then uh the comic book side is toshigawauniverse.com um, and that's where all of our books are. Um, all of our artwork is there. 
Um, and then, like, we, I also do commissions, and sometimes the commissions kind of go between. It depends on what the commission is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody wants a, a portrait of themselves, then that's probably going to go with mall production stuff. But mm-hmm. if somebody wants something like a comic book illustration of Batman or something like that, that's going to go with Toshigawa Universe. Mm-hmm. So you could pretty much find me on those two sites or on social media for that, mm-hmm. you know. And on social media, it's just Marthias Wade. It, you type in Marthias Wade and you'll you'll find me on any of the platforms so yeah yeah well man i really appreciate you making the trip martinez yeah, no coming problem, out man. i, I, I could talk fun. i honestly could probably talk to you for hours dude man it, we need to do it one <laughs> yeah, day yeah. you know well, I'll, have to, I'll have to come down there and we go to lunch or something <laughs> yeah i might even commission you because i'll show you in a second this comic book room i got over here it's my oh, office yeah yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah it looks like a three-year-old's room so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gotta see i'll send you pictures of my um of my office room my yeah. office room has just got like it's got he-man back here yeah. it's got power rangers <laughs> over here how, transformers over here i know people <laughs> come in and they're like well, i don't know but i like it yeah yeah so cool, anyway, uh, I want to thank Martheus Wade again for being our guest today. And I want to thank you guys for watching us. Don't forget, as always, to like, follow, and subscribe to the content. We're on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms, video format, YouTube, etc. And you can also check us out on TikTok. I always tell people Josh is going to do all the dances over there on the TikTok. <laughs> uh, Inside My Head is available now. It's the album by N.A. The Band. I was just bragging on my boy Austin. And uh, Noah is his best friend there. And uh, it's a real, It's not just because he's my kid. You should listen. They're, they're pretty good. But they're local. Please support them. Michelle Allen is a longtime sponsor of the show, and uh, if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, she'll help you out. She's also a good community leader and give you direction in the area, so please check her out. Uh, High Octane Martial Arts, again, we've been open since 93. New location now in Millington, Tennessee. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com. We'll be glad to get you on your road to black belt or kicking people in the face or whatever makes you happy. And then the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar, I'll be there in just a minute. i got to do trivia every Tuesday night. Uh, we have a second location opening in Somerville, Tennessee. Uh, it opens every day at 4 o'clock, and then we have brunch on the weekends. We also have live music on Friday and Saturdays. And then last but not least, uh, Masonite Digital Marketing. We'd be glad to help you with your website design, commercials. He's got a drone now. Josh will help you with all that. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. And thank you guys again for watching. We'll be live, hopefully next week with another Law Talk, and you guys keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.